Hello, and welcome to Moms Talk Autism. We have a special guest with us today, and we are going to chat all about the later years, the adult years um, with autism and how caring for someone like that looks like. So join us. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Right. Um, it's just Brittany today. The other girls have the day off, but I am with my friend Tammy, and we are going to chat about our kids. And Tammy is a wealth of knowledge. She is someone um, I've met through church and uh, just neighbors and uh, acquaintances that we have, common acquaintances. And we have uh, connected and been able to to chat about our kids in various, um, I don't know, like, what would you call it? Like autism support groups <laughs> yeah. that we've both been involved in and nothing like official, but we just kind of have found groups of, of moms that kind of have met together and we swap stories and we usually, you know, have some food and just, just try to like a therapy session. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mommy therapy <laughs> session. That's a good way to describe it. So we've been doing that for a little while and uh, it's been amazing. And I just, I've been so impressed with Tammy and her story and her, um, her family. And just, I think it would be really beneficial for our audience to hear, hear your story. So welcome. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're Welcome. Uh, all right. So why don't you just give us a little intro about yourself, your family, um, anything that you feel you want to share? Okay. So I have, um, I've been married this month for almost 35 years. Woo! My husband and I are about ready to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary. Um, we have six children. Um, Jaren is my youngest of six kids. I call him my exclamation point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's. And Jaren is how old? He is 20. Okay. So my oldest is 34. Okay. Um, and it goes down from there. It goes down from so there. I don't know if you want ages. Oh, no, no, no. That's stuff, fine. But- yeah, I, I'm sure so. some of them wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm assuming there are, are there some grandkids in there as well. There are. I have three grandchildren. One, uh, another one on the way this summer. Oh, congratulations! So. That's wonderful. It's fun. Do you get it. to see them very often, or do they live far away? Um, they both. Well, one lives in Arizona with two of my granddaughters, and the other one lives in Oregon. Mm. With and and the one who's expecting my daughter Selena is expecting her um, second. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Oregon. They're coming next weekend, so we're really oh, excited. Awesome. to have them. Gonna have some of that nice California heat for them. Oh, yep. It's so <laughs> hot here, you guys. It's gonna be almost a hundred yeah. degrees today. <laughs> uh, Oh, well, that's awesome. Okay, so we've got adult children um, in your life now. We've reached that stage. And Jaron, like you said, is 20 and he is your youngest. Um, Tell us a little bit about Jaron. So should I start at the beginning? Wherever you like. We'd love to hear from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So I have some other children with some needs. Okay. um, Many of them have, you know. Several of them have ADHD, one has auditory processing and some other speech delay and stuff like that um, from years ago. So I, I kind of know a little bit about special needs. Mm-hmm. But um, and I had a friend who had a son and, and I know this is a hot topic for some people who had warned me about um, immunizations and stuff like that. So I was like, OK, I, I feel that they are. Um, that there's a need for them, that they have their purpose and stuff like that. So I just kind of cautiously, when he was around two years old, he was, he had speech, 
he had been talking Mm -hmm. and then um, all of a sudden he just stopped Mm. and I took him into the doctor and the doctor kind of looked at him. His pediatrician was wonderful. We loved him. And he um, just said, oh, I don't think he has autism. I think he has ADD. But, you know, go ahead and go go through your school to get you um, in contact with the county. They'll have somebody come out and assess him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they did. And um, the gal just said, he has some sensory issues and some other challenges. And I said, is there any way we can get a diagnosis? Because, I mean, you're just giving me just things that he is struggling with. Right. And she said, now that you've asked. So I tell parents, I say, you have to ask for a diagnosis. If you want a diagnosis, you have to ask for it. Yeah. Or, um, or at, can so, we test for a diagnosis, right? Yes. You have to ask yes. for it. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. So we had to ask to test. And so he was seen and many, many papers <laughs> filled out of my life health history and everything mm-hmm. and of his, um, my pregnancy and um, birth and everything. And then having him tested, we got a diagnosis. Um, and did um, they diagnose with I was like, well, autism with diagnosis that. like right away or was it the sensory processing? Well, the sensory processing, processing um, that came in the summer um, he, when he was two years old. That okay. fall, we got um, we had him tested and um, through the the state, I guess, um, in Sacramento. Yeah, and then we got the diagnosis uh, late November. And I had a friend, a good friend of mine, say, "Pray that it's autism because there's in California there's so many resources." for children with autism. Right. And I really didn't want to pray for that at all. But, <laughs> you know, it, just, it didn't hit me until um, I was sick, really sick in January, and I was reading some books on it. And i that's when I mourned. That's when I had the okay. life is going to be different. And yeah. so, and then I got over that and got busy and thought, okay, I need to figure out everything I can. I need to know as much as I can. About autism. So I can get him yeah. therapies and yes, Oops, yeah. excuse me. Um, so then we got him and enrolled in a county program um, brand new to our area. There was one in um, for preschool age children. Mm-hmm. Got him enrolled in that. It was in Granite Bay. Um, 30 minute drive each way because I wasn't going to put him on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> it, not even three. So did that for a couple of years. Had He's been in several different schools. Um, during that time, we, um, tried dairy-free, gluten-free, um, we've had in-home programs, you know, with the ABA therapies and OT and speech and everything plus the school, you know, that's what they were doing at the school. So we tried a lot. You've done, Um, you've looked at all of it. (laughs) Digestive enzymes. I mean, we, yeah, we've done it. And so, um, he did really good with some ABA therapy and stuff like that. It took several years to get potty trained. Yeah. Um, it towards the end of his ABA therapy, it was more of babysitting. Um, yeah. Because I thought, okay, there's only so much they can do. Right. Um, and so, and we started early. Right. So, yeah. which I was very grateful for. So, yeah. So he's we pulled him out of the county system because I observed a a class. Um, not in our school district. And I thought he's the highest functioning kid and he's not high functioning. Mm. He's the highest functioning kid child in this class. He has nobody to look up to. And so that's when I pulled him out and put him into our district into a really good program at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we saw some, some um, more speech and, mm-hmm. and um, he, he's, he's done really good um in our school district. And um, when you decided to make that change, did you have to ask for that again to like bring it back to what you said earlier? Like it what it wasn't I, the teachers I I said, I, that were pushing for that. You had to push for that, right? No, I had to push for it. Mm-hmm. I had I I said I would really like to look at my school. Um, see what my options are. And then I observed, I went and observed a class and I was really impressed mm-hmm. with it and um really um light at the time, the teacher, um, and the aides were amazing. And, um, 
your aides are your best friends yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it's just like so, when you go to the dentist, like you spend five yeah. minutes with the dentist. You're with the hygienist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're with yeah. the help, the, so. the assistants. Yeah. Yeah. So he um, he's now in, you know, he, he did get when he didn't really graduate because he's not at, he's more like at a third, fourth grade you know, reading level. Yeah, academic level. I mean, it, it's it, it's more in in high school and well, they they incorporated life skills. Yeah. Um, throughout, um, and now he's in an adult transition class. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a, a, a certificate of completion for the high school, so he's um, our our school district has a. Um, an adult transition class that goes from 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. And that's currently um, where he's at uh, for the next. And is that like a eight to f- eight to three Monday through it Friday is, thing or it is, he goes, I think it's three forty or three forty five mm-hmm. to two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, he rides the bus, loves it. They are going bowling tomorrow. No, Friday. They they do a lot of a lot more outings. Cool. They do shopping. Um, they they make they learn to make different foods. Um, they actually get them to try the foods, which is really great. They've done laundry. I mean, this was junior high. They were doing laundry and cooking and stuff too, which was fabulous, and he loved it. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually even have them going to the local college. Um, for PE. And oh, so nice. I remember going um, for um, going to the school dis- district for a transition um, inf- parent, you know, information thing. And I, I went, I'm like, he's not going to the, the college. He, I, I would not let him on the bus. He, he, I mean, he is so trusting. He, we've had problems with him getting on the wrong bus at school because oh. somebody wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Somebody pulling him off the bus um, at a high school when he was elementary, you know, it, we've just had oh. all kinds of problems. So you have to really be aware, but I ended up finding out, I'm like with his IEP that transfers over and he, he goes with the aides and the, you know, they have a little bus and they go to the the college and they do some kind of movement. You know, it, it kind of exposes them depending on what their level of um, abilities are. Sure. They can do other things, but as a class, they do go for a PE twice a week, a PE, t- a f- some kind of physical movement. Yeah. Fitness do. or they, exercise. They yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So they do that. So it sounds like this program, this adult yeah. program is a lot more like functional skills and life skills. It's not maybe so academically based or heavy. Is that? A yeah. Fair it's say? not, it's more, and, and they job train too. They, mm-hmm. they have different uh, with COVID. I got an idea of, because I was not only mom, but I was the teacher and the PE teacher yeah. and the OT and the speech and it drove him crazy. And I said, I get it. I, I you know, yeah. I totally understand you don't want to do this, but I, I got an idea of, oh, okay, these are some of the things they're doing is asking them, would you like to work in a daycare facility? He said, yes. I'm like, you hate babies crying. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do this? He's an agreeable boy. So he'll just put yes on, on, everything but and it asks you know, do you want to work in a manufacturing or you know it gets them those kind of things but they also had him um shelving books um in the cafeteria in high school he was um putting food on shelves and snacks and drinks and stuff like that right now they go to the goodwill and they look for certain colors of tags and they sort those and they you know so it's it's job experience too and we can go into that um later, depending on yeah. what you want to yeah. talk about. So, cause there's a lot more. Yeah. I do want to talk um, about that more later. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So, so he's in a good place and it sounds like we're, we're happy with his, his schooling right now. Right. He's, he's doing well yeah, for the most part. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, nothing's perfect. Right. Yeah. But yeah. 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 That's great. And so, yeah, I like, I love that you highlighted that, you know, it's in this field of autism care and different therapies and things that are available, it seems like it's always changing, right? There's always some new thing, some new whatever. And that's awesome because that means we're doing research and we're looking and we're, we're trying to find better solutions and more advanced, you know, as we gain more knowledge about it and research, we can, you know, fine tune our 
our therapies and our other education systems to to meet what we now know and that's awesome but but you know this was 18 15 years ago for you when you were kind of just starting out um things were probably a little bit different then and you it sounds like you really tried and looked at everything that was available to you and um i i think i have a similar situation austin's going to be 16 this year so i'm just you know a handful of years behind you and it was it was very heavy aba at the beginning it was um the ot and the speech and the using the county programs and the state programs and and uh yeah just trying anything and everything that you would find research on right you just kind of mm-hmm. get on the internet and <laughs> start looking around. And, and I think something that's really valuable, I'm sure you did this too, is meeting some of those other parents in those classes that Jaron attended or talking to those aides or those Mm -hmm. teachers and finding out things that they would recommend or that they've seen. Um, Yeah. That was very helpful to me is it continues to be very helpful for me. So um, yeah. What is, um, what is Jaron interested in? What are his hobbies and interests Mm -hmm. and what does he like to do? He loves anything electronics. Awesome. Since he was little. Yeah. He had, we have a wonderful church where we have um, adults who are called to serve with anybody. And we had wonderful men who were had to be strong and run fast. <laughs> I've got one of those um, too. Yep. Who worked with him. <laughs> yeah. Several of them. And they're angels in my, in my um, book. Um, he would take, they would let him have his phone their phone, and he would go take pictures while he was flushing the toilet. It's funny because he was <laughs> terrified. He hated the sound of the flushing toilet. And he would take pictures of it. You know, he would just kind of, he and he can get into your phone if you don't have a passcode. And he would add apps and a super smart kid. Oh, my the goodness. aides in elementary school, fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade, he, they were having a problem with something. And they say, Jaren, so how do I do this? And he would kind of push their chair over and get in front of the computer and do it. And they're like, wait, 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 show me how show me you again. <laughs> yes. They, he would print up a half a ream of SpongeBob images oh at school gosh. and they would unplug the printer and then he would figure it out and plug it back in. You know, he's just super smart. Um, we have to have a safe for the clickers. Ah. Because even though he loves electronics, it is a drug. I don't know if people understand this, but for any child, too much electronics can be, um, have, he has very, he has major meltdowns and Mm -hmm. with him getting older, he's taller, he's stronger. He has to, I have to make split second decisions, whether is this, um, confrontation worth it right because there are times that he runs into the bathroom and slams the door in my face and I have to back up real fast but I mean so we limit his electronics he has a tv in his room but we take the clicker Mm -hmm. and we take the switch Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have the controllers for the stuff and so we limit that so because he is so good with electronics and we don't leave our computers on we don't leave our phones yeah <laughs> out with you know so he's really bright with electronics so he's, he's drawn to that so he like does oh, he like yeah. to watch anything does it matter what he's watching or he loves disney he is yeah. a big disney fanatic and he loves um yeah so he loves all things disney and the um he has the different disney video games and stuff like that That's so he'll awesome. play you know, Mario and that's not Disney, but you know, anything. We love the same things. Yeah. Yeah. We're all about Disney plus is like the best thing Mm -hmm. ever invented. And, uh, and we love Mario too. Yeah. That's great. Does he, does it matter if it's animated or not, or does he have a preference that way? He is kind of, he likes animation. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yep. We watched some of cars this morning before school. I get it. Oh, uh, he goes through phases. Does yeah. Austin go through phases where yeah, he, he loves does. cars? Then he loves VeggieTales. Then he loves. That's cute. You know, it, it, you know, he's, you know, he goes through phases. Well, and that's, so, that's part of the autism, you know, milieu, I guess, is, is that hyper focus, that hyper attention um, when it comes with electronics or a certain, you know, series of shows or a character or whatever. Yeah, that can mm-hmm. definitely be part of of their journey. So that's awesome. So he's an electronic kid. We got it. Um, 
that's that's really cool. Um, how does Jaron communicate and interact with the world? Is he able? Is he pretty verbal? Can he express himself verbally, or does he need other assistance? He's he does a lot of scripts. Mm-hmm. He will like if he wants something, he'll say, "I want." He'll say, "I want." Food. Our family has, we are jokesters. Yeah. We have, so we could write a book on all the things that he has said that has cracked us up. Yeah. So (laughs) he's just hysterical. Um, but he, yeah, he'll do short sentences of what he wants. Um, sometimes he comes, he'll say something that is scripted, but it's so appropriate for the moment. Right. Right. So it's like, wow, that good job. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, yeah, he, it takes a lot. If I ask him a question, mm-hmm. I have to ask him three or four times okay. and sometimes it's a guess no. So I know, you know, something going on in there, but it's like, how do I say this? Yeah. How do you, I mean, it, there's a big difference between asking a question that you being able to comprehend and understand the question being able to come up with an answer and then being able mm-hmm. to express that answer out loud yeah. in a way. Like yeah. there's multiple steps. It's not just, it's amazing how mm-hmm. quickly our brains can process all of that, right? It's truly a gift. And I, we all take it for granted every day. Um, but there's so many, you know, I'm not a licensed speech therapist by any means. I'm not using the right technical terms, but there's just a lot of steps and expressive and receptive language and things that, that, you know, a lot of our kids can struggle with. So that's great that he's mm-hmm. able to articulate um, and let you guys know what he wants. Uh, we use a, a talker a lot, an iPad for Austin. He's he's mm-hmm. not speaking. So that's awesome. Okay. Um, what are some of Jaron's challenges? You mentioned um, his meltdowns a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. What and yet you have to, you know, hide or lock up, lock up the uh, electronics. We lock up everything. Yeah. We lock up food. We have okay. people laugh because I have, I don't know how many keys are in my kitchen. I fought my husband for years. We had all kinds of locks on the front door. Mm-hmm. He, he elopes. Yes. Yep. He, we lost him at Disneyland once. Luckily, we saw the big red headphones with the Mickey stickers on them. And my son, who was faster, ran and got him because he was off to the next. Yeah, he's going. We're ride. Disneyland. He's like, ooh, we're here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we have multiple locks. We had alarms. Um, he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he'll eat. And he's on several different medications mm-hmm. to um, help with several things. Um so some of them make him want to eat. Yeah. And so um, he will eat. Luckily, he is one of my few boys <laughs> who will eat fruit and vegetables. Wow. So he'll say, I want this. I'm like, okay, can I cut up some kiwi for you or have so- some of these grapes? Or he'll have cauliflower and asparagus and broccoli. And he won't eat green salad or anything like that. But, I, you know, I'll make a smoothie and he'll drink it. That's if he amazing. knows he can get something else. So we're very blessed in that regard. Oh, but I'm yeah, jealous. there's a lot of, I mean, he has his pizza that he'll eat and yeah. cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets. And I make, you know, all of us, I'm sure, make two different meals. We oh, make yeah. one for our family and we make one for our other child who has more selective taste buds. Absolutely. Yep. All about it. Short order cooks. We're, mm-hmm. we're really good at that. <laughs> yes. That's great. Uh, well, has he had any recent, uh, you know, triumphs or uh, progressions that are of note that you are proud of him, you know, doing? I know COVID really put a wrench into all of our educational goals. Um, so we're all kind of just coming out of that a little bit. But um, yeah, anything that he's excelling at right now? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Life has been crazy lately. So It has. Well, um, and it's, and progress is is measured differently. It's de- certainly not steady. It tends to go in chunks yeah. for me. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case for you. And then there's times where there is, yeah. it doesn't seem, you know, at least from my view, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any progress. We might even mm-hmm. take a few steps backwards, you know, and yeah. that's okay. We had a lot of that during COVID. Yeah. A lot of regression. A lo- yeah, us too. But things are getting better. Are yeah. they? Good. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Okay. So... Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the teenage years. We'll we'll start there, and maybe, and then we'll we'll head in. So we've we've done all the therapies. He he went through the education system here in Northern California. Um, I'm sure uh, 
I imagine your, your situation was similar where you were in a school for a few years and then, you know, needs and teachers change and he changes. And, and so you maybe switch to a different class or a different school. Mm-hmm. And now we're heading into puberty. You know, how was, how mm. was <laughs> those mm. early to mid teen years for you? Well, because he's the youngest, I have four boys. And so I knew what to expect, but okay. with him, it was just different. I mean, it's just, I'm still, he got facial hair faster than his older brother. Really? Um, who, who's older than him mm-hmm. by a couple of years. <laughs> and and my son, my other son is very jealous. He's like, how come you've got facial hair and I don't? Yeah. So I shave his face. I have to help him with bathing or, you know, uh, uh, prompts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just keeping clean and, you know, because he just doesn't, they don't, he doesn't see a need. I right. Mean, he will, he does take showers and, and we have to be careful with that because he's flooded the upstairs. Okay. Okay. Um, right before Thanksgiving. So, oh, but, um, great timing. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's, eh, and the emotions. Yeah. You know, I, girls have, you know, that going. And I think boys have the same kind of, I think they do too. It, hormonal yeah. changes. Yeah. Just like, you know, women have menopause, men have manopause, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think they're equally, well, maybe not equally, but there are some things. There's those overlap. I deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I've noticed that with my boys. Um, so I have three boys and Austin's in the middle. And each one of them has manifested their, you know, puberty and hormone crazy levels going yeah. up and down differently. But there mm-hmm. is a change and it isn't. Mm-hmm it's not like the boys don't experience anything. That's just not yeah. true. Um, but yeah. So did he, did you notice um, uh, behavior shifts, like significant behavior shifts um, with the hormones and the puberty or was it just more of, you know, just kind of mood swings and. There were some mood swings, but there was also one thing that, you know, because our kids are delayed in other things mm-hmm. when we, have him being snarky, like he'll make this noise when, and, and it's when I'm talking and I'm, ca- and I'm, you know, kind of chewing him out or scolding him for something. And I, I've learned to try to have a, a, a nicer, even keel tone yeah. because it gets him charged and, yep. and stuff. Similar. And he'll yep. make that. I can't even think of what he does, but I'm like, so are you doing that because you want me to stop talking? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and we just all <laughs> laughed. And I'm like, you are a teenager. Yeah, You're being totally. snarky to your mom. Yes. So I, I was glad in that. I'm like, okay, that is a normal That's appropriate of a teenager. Yeah. It's totally appropriate. Right. So we just kind of laughed that one, you know, yeah. off. So, yeah. So he, he did have... Um, some behaviors and he had crushes on a couple of girls. Um, one in particular who I think she was, she was in elementary, she was in his preschool class and, and lower elementary and he hadn't seen her for years. And she would, he would, you know, say her name. And then um, he saw, her, um, I think she was at the high school. I don't know that he was, that I don't think she, actually she may have been in his class in mm-hmm. high school in his junior, senior year. That's awesome. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> That's cute. Um okay so we're we're in puberty we're we're getting through it we're getting through the mood swings you've done this before this isn't your first rodeo you know <laughs> yeah and we're <laughs> heading into uh the later teen years mm-hmm. and things are starting to we're we're approaching you know that magical number of of adulthood in 18 and and um I'm I'm right there. I'm just about ready to start heading into that that area of life. So what do we need to do, right? Because there's things yeah. that change when you're 18, not not That's only for legal. them physically, but just the world around them acknowledges yeah. them differently. Oh yeah. Doesn't matter if they have a disability or anything. Right. Um I had a um a good friend in our church um who I pulled aside and I said, "Hey, I know your daughter um, is adult, is an adult. And what did you do to, you know, to, you know, because she needed to be conserved. Um, and I just had a lot of questions and she came over and I just, she did a brain dump 
I am like, tell me everything, you know, what do I need to do? And, and she was, and she knew, knows Jaron very well. So she was like, okay, so you, you'll need to, um, go to the County, um, court office or whatever, and, um, try and get, um, conservatorship paperwork started. And she told me, you want to do that three to four months before he turns 18. Okay. So I started that in, you know, November, late, late October, early November and started it. Um, and there was a, a lot of going back and forth and back and forth. Um, there, and I went to, I think it was, um, I had to go in and go, there was a kiosk and you get a number. Yeah. I, I believe I made an appointment and you go to the self-help desk, there's paperwork, you print off and you have to fill out the doctors need to, his doctors need to fill out, you know, saying that, yes, he is, um, you know, has autism. He cannot take care of himself. He needs to be conserved. And, you know, so it took time and it took some money to, because I went ahead um, and instead of, I mean, they have, if you cannot afford it, they do have, I think, a program or something where they will waive the legal fees because mm-hmm. you do have to appear in court with the other people who are going to, our oldest daughter is conservator and so is my husband. So the three of us are conserv- conservators. We had um, our Alta uh, caseworker there um, at the time of the, the hearing, and this was all right before covid <laughs> and so that was a lot of fun. Um, so luckily we did get that and the other paperwork um, done a little bit. You know, they would let me drop it off at the courthouse. And it, it took a few months longer um, to get the paperwork done. Right. I, I can't imagine what people did during COVID. Right. But once we got the conservatorship paperwork, um, and we had to also, I mean, there's a, a lot more to that. But once we got that, we were able to, we also, um, started before he turned 18 applying for social security with the SSI SSI um, okay. social security um, income mm-hmm. or I don't know anyways. And then ha- we had to have the conservatorship papers for that. You have to have um, you have to send copies to several places, your medical, like we have Kaiser. So we sent it to Kaiser saying Jaron is conserved. Um, we had to send it to the school. So they would know we had to send it to Social Security, Medi-Cal, um, yeah, several different places. Okay. And so so there, there's that. Let me back up just for a second. Sure. What? T- tell us a little bit about what conservative sh- conservatorship is, what that means for Jaron, what that means for you guys, for your husband and you oh, and yeah. your daughter, and why you chose to do that. In particular, um, what, what, why, why would someone want to do a conservatorship? Okay. So, so general conservatorship, I believe is um, where I can go to the doctor with him. I can be in the room and I can help make decisions for him. Right. Um, because he doesn't have a lot of words. Like he had a doctor's appointment and we went in for his plantar fasciitis and he's had a cough for a month and a half, not COVID related. Um, although he did get COVID, mm-hmm. um, we all got it uh, about a month or so ago. Oh, and uh, yeah, you're fresh. It was you're fresh off yeah. of it. Awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't nothing. It was nothing like um, Delta, but oh good. Um, so so anyways, so it's to to be able to care for your child when he cannot make those decisions for him. He can't make financial decisions. You know how much money that boy would spend? Right. I mean, he's got a hold of my husband's phone and ordered hundreds of dollars of stuff on Amazon. Right. So he can't, you know, and some stuff from France. So nice. They were Disney infinity characters. Nice. But, um, so they're (laughs) basically to, you know, to conserve your, um, People would have to look into it because my memory is not super fresh. Right. It's but it, it's, it's like a, but it's a legal to, way for you to yes. to make help him make the best decisions for himself, you know, and Correct. to make sure that no one's taking advantage of him either. I imagine. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so um, and that needs to happen around it bef- right before 18. Right. Because at 18, Correct. 
regardless yeah. of your status or your disability, he's considered an adult. And yeah. So and, depending on how severe the disability is, there mm-hmm. are different, there's variations of the conservatorship or there's, you know, financial and there's general for I um, believe medical and other. Oh, this, there's like subcategories. There, I believe there are. Okay. And do, so. do you know, I mean, you may not know and that's okay, but is, I'm assuming it varies state to state as well. Oh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This and is so California. Uh, one thing is that one thing I, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because one thing, if we move from California, we need to let the court know that we are going to be moving okay. because he's conserved. We need to let them know that we're going to be moving in what state and stuff. And then I guess, I don't know what the process would be to transfer. Yeah. I imagine there would be a whatever, transfer you know, process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so how did you yeah, start so, off with that? Is there a, a, someone that you call? Do you have to hire a lawyer? Like what's the very, very so first I, step? I didn't hire a lawyer. I just um, I just had paid whatever fee there was to just kind of, I mean, there, there are people there to help um, answer questions and... Um, At like the county office yeah. or where? Yeah, you can hire a lawyer if you do have money. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that, then yeah, that would probably make your life a lot easier. You wouldn't have to do a ton of the running, you know, well, you'd still have to do some running around, but um, yeah, it was a lot of work yeah. um, to do that, especially around the holidays. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it, I knew there was a, there was a light at the end of the tunnel and right. it wasn't a train. So it was, it was good. So having you and your husband and your daughter, our oldest child on as a conservatorship, if something happened to one of you, was that the idea that that there would yes. be other people available to take care of him legally? Yes. Or... Beca- yes. Okay. Yes, because we also have a will, a living will and trust. Mm-hmm. I'm looking into a special needs trust. Okay. I didn't realize that there there is somebody in our in our area that does special need trusts. Oh, okay. And um, because. You know, you, you can you cannot have if you have Social Security, you cannot have more than seventeen, or he cannot have more than I believe it, two thousand or seventeen hundred dollars um, in the bank or or at home or whatever in order to continue to you know to have that. So oh, interesting. Um, if you want to save for their um, for somebody to be able to take care of them when you're gone, there is a state program. I can't remember what it's called, mm-hmm. but um, I was. I'm looking into having it being under the trust so then he can, you know, if my husband and I pass away, um, then there's something there to, you know, provide for him. help him with his needs. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And th- th- these are questions that, you know, once you get that conservatorship lined up, then maybe this is where you would go see us, a, a, a lawyer who specializes in this field, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah. And they would, yeah. they would be able to get you started off at least yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are not lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, is there anything else that I, I don't know all of this stuff, obviously. I'm I'm there, a few years behind you. Is there an area of this, this time of your life that we haven't covered yet or that you want to talk about? Well, he did. There were some, there are some other programs that if you're in California, I don't know, you know, what other states are doing, but mm-hmm. we have in our state, uh, I believe it's Department of Disabilities, which connected us to Pride Industries. I don't know if people know. About I think Pride that Industries. is a nationwide. Who, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So they have, you know, we're in contact with them. So when Jaron's ready to um, have some work experience, um, and we started the process or, um, during COVID and the, or before COVID. And then it was, just, yeah. And it fell off the rails. So there like are those <laughs> there. Yeah. There are those um, other um, programs out there for um, kids with varying um, abilities. And so, Pride Industries is like job placement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know my husband's worked for a couple companies that have used uh, people through that, that department or that, that company. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Hmm. Um, yeah, anything else? So you've got a conservatorship, you're looking into some trusts, um, you're you're yeah, we, ready to maybe look into the pride industries when Jaron's ready. Um, yeah, like you said, we do have a Department of Disabilities here in California. I imagine many mm-hmm. states have something similar. It may not yeah. 
all the services and the way that they run it may be different, but there usually is some kind of under the umbrella of health and human resources or something within your state, mm-hmm. there is a disabilities chapter um, mm-hmm. that you can find out more information about. So start start off on your government pages, or if you have a regional center, um, they should be able to kind of steer you in the right direction for, for those services. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, something we haven't touched on yet, kind of a completely different subject, but um, what what is um, Jaren's relationship with his siblings? What is that like growing up and, um, and now even? He, he struggled. He wanted to be alone, like, you know, because the volume was loud. Uh-huh. Um, and so he really didn't have much of a chance to escape because he shared a room with mm-hmm. his older sister. And then his older brother went, you know kids we only had so many rooms you know right (laughs) but he he does love being around family in fact this morning he was he's got he's like my husband he's got to have a book in front of him when he eats it doesn't matter what it is nice at the dinner table we don't allow it but he had a photo album out he had the disney um one because my husband does the costco albums um of our trips and stuff and Mm -hmm. we had gone with our um kids a couple years ago before covid and, you know, he was looking at the picture with his nieces and, you know, we, I, he loves his family. He, um, and they are very loving and protective of him. Sure. We do kind of laugh at different th- things that he says, but, um, he has, um, a really good relationship, I believe, um, or my kids, my older kids do, especially his older brother, Hiram, who is very tenderhearted and very protective of him. Um, he was worried about Jaron when he was getting married last September. Oh, because yeah. Because he was like, you know, because they're buds. And he, he was worried. Just, Hiram's getting married. He's Hiram, worried about- yeah, Hiram's getting married. He yeah. was worried about Jaron and about, you know, what's going to happen. He's going to, you know, because change is hard. Yeah. And, um, and so I just thought it was really sweet that Hiram was worried about that with, with him getting married, but we have, you know, the kids who live in town come over Sunday for dinner and stuff. So, you know, he gets to see them and, you know, he's in the room for a little bit and then he leaves. Yeah. He goes and he watches Disney plus. Sure. I mean, overstimulating. But he wants to be in, he wants to be in the room when it gets too loud, you know, he'll put headphones on or he'll leave, but he wants to be part of the family, whatever we're doing. That's awesome. So, Yeah. I imagine, I mean, so Austin is my second of four for me. So he's kind of wedged in between kids, right? Having Jaron be the youngest, it's almost like he probably had, he had a lot of little mommies and daddies and people looking out for him (laughs) and watching out for him, right? It's kind of a different dynamic when, when he's the youngest. Mm -hmm. He's had lots of, lots of parents. (laughs) Yep. That's awesome. And there've been times I've told my kids, he only needs one mom. Yeah, be, sure. Be, be a sibling. And yeah. one thing um, that I thought about was when you have children with special needs, and I say children because I have more than one with special needs, um, but even if you only have one, um, my mother-in-law, my husband's two younger sisters are twins and one of them's handicapped. She pulled me aside years ago and she said, don't forget your other kids. Mm. She says, you are their mother too. And yes, you want to do everything you can for that child, but your other children need you too. So it's made me really reflect on, okay, is this fight with the school district? I mean, mean, is all this time going to be, you know, worth it? I mean, that I'm spending, I mean, I did spend a lot of time actually at the beginning. I mean, sure. I was doing a lot of driving and we had a lot of stuff at the beginning because that's, you know, the beginning years are the, is when you want to really start that. But yeah, um, it's intense. just remembering you need to have, you know, one-on-one conversations, you know, and my kids would have that. They'd come in when everybody else is asleep and they want to talk and, <laughs> you know, I can't sleep anyway. So <laughs> whatever, but um yeah, but that's a different story. <laughs> I'm similar. I I don't enjoy sleeping. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm I'm a night owl, but yeah. then I have insomnia on top of it, where my brain will not shut up. Ugh. So yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, all these things I got to do tomorrow, and 
Totally. Yeah. I'm the so. same way. So yeah, I, I do would, I find myself having similar um, instances that of that. And I do agree with that statement of balancing your life out and trying to, you know, even if you do have a child with significant higher needs mm-hmm. who needs mm-hmm. not only um, more therapy and more help to maybe learn and grow, um, mm-hmm. and, and be able to, to progress, they're going to need extra support, but just even, even safety or, you know, yeah. there could be other health or medical concerns on top of, you know, a learning mm-hmm. disability. So, mm-hmm. um, that can take a lot of time and energy and, and effort on us, us as parents, but that doesn't mean that the other children necessarily are pushed aside. Now there could be periods of time where that has to happen because of whatever phase we're in and, and, you know, safety and, you know, immediate needs. But, but there are times where you have to make those calls and I've had to do that myself. Um, You know, we weren't seeing a lot of benefit with our ABA program that we were doing um, a couple of years ago. It just, and that it could be a myriad of reasons, but, but what it became very clear to me is my other children had needs and things where they wanted to participate in extracurricular activities and we couldn't do them because we were home with ABA. And yeah. so we have to make that call, you know, who are we going to focus on? There's only one of me. There's only 24 hours in a day. You know, I'm the only licensed legal driver in the house right now. Like, what can we do? And so you have to make those calls. And sometimes it's really, really hard. But, um, but yeah, I I think it is important to remember that just because you have a child with special needs doesn't mean the other children don't need anything, you know, and that. And I think your mama's heart just, you got to listen to your heart. Yeah. You you know, your heart, you're going to. You're going to know what's right, you know, for your family, it's going to be different. It's going to look different. Um, and then you got to give yourself grace. Even if, even if I you're not back and I, confident yeah. in your choice right then, mm-hmm. you have to, whatever you do, whether that, if you're a religious person, you pray or you, you talk mm-hmm. to other people, you get advice and then you, you have to make it, you make a decision and, and be confident that you did the best you could. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <sighs> It's not easy. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel really strongly that that is the case. I know it's it can be difficult in the moment when you're trying to make those tough calls about where we're going to put our time and our energy and our money into um, with you know multiple children. Um, even you know I have I have multiple children with with needs higher needs too. It's it's not just mm-hmm. Austin. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, we have to you know pick and choose to some extent and. And just knowing that just because you're doing something now doesn't mean it's going to always stay that way either, right? Like, yeah, life changes. And your kids, I believe our kids are such better people because of having a loved one, a sibling with a disability. They are more caring. They are more, you know, compassionate mm-hmm. and forgiving than I think most people are because they live with somebody. And and then I know that there are times that they are probably resentful. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, my husband's sister, oldest sister, she was resentful. Yeah. So, I mean, but she's an adult and, you know, you can't, you can't go back. So, yeah. Well, um, and I'm I sure we're just doing the best we can. There's good things too. I mean, nobody's perfect and no one's going to have the perfect attitude all the time, you know? Yeah. No, of not course me. not. But it's the overall, I mean, even I, I, I can be resentful about things with my children and, and the mm-hmm. situations and the way we have to live our lives. I have been, I, I probably will be again, but, yeah. but it's the overall picture when, when you add it all up, when you look at, you know, the grand scheme or years and years of culmination of, of, of living with, you know, a child or a sibling that needs extra care, um, you know, what does that look like? And just like with anything in life, exercise or, you know, eating right or anything, mm-hmm. it's, it's the big picture. It's all of it together. And, um, that's, that's what matters. And I do agree. I think, I think there's an extra level of compassion and understanding and inclusion that can come with siblings who, who live with someone 24 seven, you know, that, mm-hmm. 
that has a disability. So that's awesome. I'm glad that they have a good relationship and that Jaren can can hang, hang with all the kids coming over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to go on a family reunion here next month. And um, Yay. we have to, we, you know, we, we accommodate and we try to set things up as best we can mm-hmm. in case we do need to have those breaks from all mm-hmm. the noise and chaos. But I, I do believe Austin does genuinely enjoy being around his family as well. And, you know, and then when the sensory needs get too high, then we need to take a break and, you know, have things ready and set up as much as you can. So yep. sounds like you That's guys do you the same. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Because you don't want to be stuck at home all the time and neither do they. No. And of course not. No, they don't want to either. Just because, you know, there's strong needs or, or accommodations need to be met doesn't mean you shut yourself off from the world. It's, it's, it's a balance. You gotta, you gotta find mm-hmm. a way to do both, I guess. Yeah. So, um, awesome. Well, okay. Are there any, um, what things have we've t- we've touched on this a little bit, but what kind of things have helped you the most on on your family's journey with autism and and with Jared? Like, what are some things that really have stuck out to you as you look back over these last twenty years of his life and in your family's life, or even you know before he was born with your other children? Um, what has made the difference for you? Um, I'm a deeply religious person and I believe in prayer because, um, you know, having, having friends is great and having people who are going through it. And at my time, there wasn't anybody in our, our, you know, church community going through it. But um, as things have gone on and I've met more people and and you, Mm -hmm. um, having people to kind of, you know, say, okay, this is what we're trying and this is what we're doing. That does help. But um, end of the day, having my husband to just vent. I <laughs> and, and that is something we have to have too, is have time with our spouses. We need that time. And yeah. it is, I know I am blessed because Jaren's the last. So his older sister um, was able to babysit and stuff and then other siblings. So my husband and I would have that time um, to just go out for a little bit Um you know, mm-hmm. I have tried to swim. I have a really bad um, back and neck. And so, and I had a hip replacement um, a couple of years ago. So I, I swim because yeah. it's the best thing on my body. But I actually got to go yesterday and it was so good to be in the water. I am not a s- swimmer. Like I don't do tons of laps. I'm not, you know, I was never that in high school. Mm-hmm. I just do it because that's what the doctor says is best for my body. And that does help um give me clarity and kind of think about my day and, and stuff like that. So, you know, just finding things, you know, yeah. Reading up on it was, was good and, and important and learning as much as I could, but I also had to have a balance mm-hmm. of saying, okay, enough of that. <laughs> I need to, you know, read a good, a different kind of book or, you know. Yeah. I think, um, it's a little cliche, but it's all about diversifying your portfolio, right? Yes. It's it's correct. having multiple avenues and multiple ways to um to release that anxiety or stress or um or worry that we can have mm-hmm. with being any parent, not even just, you know, special needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, having having a strong partner that you can rely on and vent, you know, I thought that mm-hmm. was that was good that you mentioned venting because we definitely need to do that sometimes. And it's not just about Jaren. It's about our other kids. Trust Absolutely. Or like, just life. This is driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so true. Um, yeah. We, I had, I tapped out yesterday. We had a, a, a rough experience in gymnastics yesterday with one of my children. And um, I brought uh, Miss Ruby home and I said, peace, I'm out. See you later. And I yeah. went and got some food and I sat in a parking lot and I ate it in my car. And that's what I had to do last night. And it, mommy needs I a timeout. I needed, I needed to put myself in timeout and it worked. Yep. And I was, I'm doing much better today because I did that, you know, and having a person, whether that's a spouse or a friend or a sibling of your own or an older child, someone that you can rely on to do that kind of thing um, when you need to tap out, even if it's just for an hour, can really make it a big difference. Yeah. 
and, and you know, you mentioned your, uh, your prayer and your relationship with God. I think that's awesome. You know, having those friends of various, you know, I have lots of friends who don't have children with neurodivergent needs. Um, but then I have friends that do, and I really, it's been very important to me to have many different friends in many different walks of life or with different situations. We all have hard things that we do, but to only have people in your life who have kids with disabilities or only to have those who don't or whatever it is, you know, um, or different ages, even it really, it makes your life richer and fuller. And there's just so much to learn and gain from hearing other people's experiences. I don't know if, if you have felt the same, but I agree. I agree. I don't, most of my friends don't have children with, yeah, you know, children with any kind of special needs, but, um, it is nice once in a while to be able to sit and just talk with somebody who knows what I'm going through. Yeah. I think it's important. Find, find, find a whole group of people from all sorts of walks of life, um, that can help you along your way. So thank you. I really appreciate you chatting with us today and, um, sharing some of your wisdom about these later years that don't get talked about very much, you know? Um, like I said, I'm still, I'm, I'm at the very beginning of this next phase and I'm trying to gain information, but I think a lot of people, th- there's just a lot of heavy focus on those early years and early intervention and doing all the therapies and preschool and elementary school years. And that's awesome. And it does, cause that's usually when you get your diagnosis, you know, and you do need, we, there's a lot to, be said about that. And there's a lot to focus on, but then, you know, it's not like it magically goes away after high school or when you enter middle school, this, this autism stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's there and there, there's more to it than that. And these later years, I guess, I don't know why it isn't talked about more. Maybe it's because the needs and the range of um, abilities of these kids and what they can and can't do is so different. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I'm really hoping that we do have more conversations about it. So anyway, uh, well, Tammy, we always end our episodes with a peak of the week, something that we, had go on this week that that brought a little spark of joy, whatever that is. Um, and I'm wondering if you have thought of anything. Anything good happened to you this last week? Um, we're almost done remodeling our bathroom. <gasps> That's amazing. <laughs> <Two weeks. laughs> it's not major remodel, but it's been so. Ugh. Is this like a yeah, your so master always, bathroom or like the our hall? master bathroom? Okay, yeah. So my husband's like, "Can we just have our toilet in, please?" Yeah, I'm like, I would like to take a shower in my own in shower. your own bathroom. <laughs> so little, you know, you come to appreciate the little things when they are gone, right? Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, that's and awesome. We'll be appreciating the cooler weather after today. I'm already appreciating. <laughs> Sounds like you mean maybe we need to get another swim in, right? <laughs> yeah, cool off a little bit. Yes, that's awesome. Well, um, I just I I had kind of a big peak this week. Um, yesterday I got a new car. Um, we have yeah. been in the market, and that's really I don't know, you know how it's going to be in the future, but right now it's kind of difficult to get a vehicle. There's a little bit of a shortage, Um, but we got really lucky and um, yes, it's a minivan. Everyone I'm that mom, but I got a new minivan and it's got all the new to me. It's not a brand new car, but new to me bells and whistles. And it has that new car smell because um, I'm sure the dealership sprayed new car smell in it or whatever. I don't care. (laughs) And it's awesome. And there's no crumbs or streaks on it yet. So <laughs> I'm going to But enjoy. you're going to break it in next month, oh, right? I mean, it's like today, probably <laughs> we're going to break it in. Don't get, I mean, like I'm under no delusions. It's going to stay like this, but I'm just going to. But gonna, your trip, your, your family trip. Yeah, the family really trip for sure. It it's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, every sauce and crumb imaginable is going to be all over this car. But right now I'm just enjoying it. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, it's always fun to get a new, new shiny thing and, and, uh, you know, the better gas mileage alone is making me happy. So (laughs) with today's gas prices. Yeah. I'm so happy. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thank you so much again for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, 
we love hearing about your your family and your story and uh, learning more about this next stage of of life with these you know caring for for our <laughs> kids who aren't kids anymore caring for adults you know because he is he's an adult and um, and what that kind of is starting to look like for you so. Thank you. And uh, we hope uh, you can join us next time uh, with our next episode. You can uh, always subscribe and download our episodes um, on any podcast platform that you choose. We are there. If you just search Moms Talk Autism, uh, you can contact us at Instagram at Moms Talk Autism. And you can email us if you ever have questions, questions about this topic, you know, that we've chatted with Tammy about or just any questions at all. Um, We always try to check on there and answer and um, communicate and talk with you in our community um, via email. um, And that is at hello at Moms Talk Autism. So have a great week, everybody. And we hope you have um, something that brings you joy this week as well. So we'll talk to you soon. 